What's up, friends, and welcome to a special edition of the Levels of Wealth show. It's a little bit different than what you've come to expect because we're talking about the markets, particularly what transpired over the last week or two, what that means for what could potentially possibly transpire for the next week or two. And my hosts on these special recap editions of Levels of Wealth, we enjoy going in and talking about a wide exposure of financial concepts, both for crypto and real estate and really everything that's up and down at the moment so that you can have very quick expertise on the subject matter at hand. Hope you enjoy the show. If you have any questions or you need anything at all, send us an email to hello at levelsofwealth.com. We would love to answer your questions on the next recap. Enjoy. Mike, we like to do shows around here with um, no notes, no templates, no planning whatsoever, because that's when you get the best from both of us. I have a quick question for you to start this off. You're coming in as some faculty for Levels of Wealth. You're a crypto expert. Everybody these days is a crypto expert, but you're like an actual crypto expert. I have a very serious question for you. Have we finally decoupled? (laughs) Um, I think fundamentally we're getting there, but I think what hasn't decoupled is people's emotions. And that's something I think belief in the, in the underlying class, the assets, I think is where we are seeing the growth. I, I look at metrics, right? Like it doesn't really matter what I think or, or what I believe, or if I look at my little crystal ball, but what I'm really interested in seeing is despite the, the decline, our recent drawdown in price of say Bitcoin, but as the market as a whole use uh, adoption rates are increasing use cases are increasing awareness i mean every other metric you look at is is decoupling from what price is so it really depends on you know what metrics you want to look at you can kind of spin it either way depending on if, if you want to live in a bear land or or a bull land you know i want to live in bull land all the time but i logged in this morning so first, let me just give you some context real fast so that we can like get on the same page and link up. Last night, I was so I'm, I'm trading options right now because why not? You might as well just throw some money out the window. I woke up this morning and this was like 45 minutes ago. I'm up 25 grand in Spotify. Facebook's crashing. Tech's still crashing. And then I just go look at Bitcoin. It's almost $40,000. Look at Ethereum, it's $2,900. I was like, oh my God, they're supposed to follow tech stocks, but they're not following tech stocks. So what's the correlation between tech stocks and crypto? Is it still very much pegged together? Is there a scenario we get to where they're inversely correlated? Like how does it work on the behind the scenes or is are there no rules for that yet? Yeah, you know, um, I honestly don't think that there is a direct connection other than people's belief that, okay, this is the adoption rate this is where we're going. I mean, like, like you even just mentioned, you know, watching Facebook go one direction and you know, you're seeing some weird things in the market, I guess there, there's just no other better way to say it. Like you're seeing some really interesting things, Facebook losing 200 billion in a matter of less than a day. That's almost like uh, that's a huge significant chunk of the entire crypto market. So when you see Facebook, <laughs> just a single, you know, entity like, or meta, sorry, meta, you know, losing that much as opposed to where we are in crypto. I just think we're so early and the the farther and farther you zoom out, the more you realize that, man, we got like a long way to go here. You know, we're still, 
the more you get into it, the more you feel like, oh my God, like I wish I was in this five, six years, 10 years ago, you know, I'm, I'm already behind, but then you zoom out and you realize what we're talking about in terms of true adoption rate and just overall, you know, market size. I, we got a long way to go. So I, I think we're going to have lots of bumps in the roads. So I don't think there's any, I guess, probably a long-winded way of answering your question, which is, I don't think we've truly defined, are we pegged? Are we aligned with tech or not? You know, I don't, I don't think we we're too young of an industry still. Yeah. Did you see that um, Board Ape is in investment talks uh, with Andreessen Horowitz? I did see that. I didn't dive deep into the details, but I definitely picked that up. So I just saw this on the Financial Times. Uh, terms are undecided. Yuga Labs is the one that's kind of heading it up. Uh, the financing would value between 4 and $5 billion for this new uh, funding round. What do you think about philosophically web three meeting centralized private equity. I think there's a lot of not hate, but pushback on Andreessen's fund because it's like the centralized private equity model in web three. You think there are any risks there or is everything all good? We can trust the PE guys. I totally agree. I think that's the battleground right now is you, you have the, obviously the big guys are, are seeing what's on the wall. They, they want to participate, but then you have the true soldiers on the ground that are the ones that are actually building thing and using whatever elements of web three we already have in place. And they're very resistant to the idea of, you know, these centralized entities coming in and calling the shots again. So obviously who knows, you know, we got a long way to go when it comes to the metaverse and web three in general, but I do think that decentralization is the key. I think global adoption and people's desire to not be locked into another you know, Facebook world is is strong. And I think that's what we're also seeing in Facebook too. I mean, you look at the overall sentiment of Facebook, it's not pretty. And if that's an indicator of where we're at in our view of centralization anyway, I, I think, you know, between globalization and decentralization, I think these two things speak really well together. And I think we have enough connection as a global community now and the ability to communicate with each other. To me, I feel like we have the we have the numbers on our side. And if we can truly all unite and build cool things and do what we what we envision Web3 to be, I do believe we have the power to do it. I mean, money talks, though, too. So you're going to have some a lot of big players want to get their hands all over it. Yeah, there are worse things in the world uh, than being an investor in meta right now, such as um, living in Austin or being stuck in uh, a place with no food or water. But. It's very I, meta. When I looked at Facebook last night, it was like, man, people that are invested in that company are probably getting pounded. But I also wondered if it was a great buy opportunity because with Zuck's vision, it's like they're kind of abandoning an old profit center to go after a new profit center. I don't know that I would count him out at this point. I know that people don't really like Zuckerberg, but he's he's been ahead of the curve on on many different things. I think he's also probably helping us on the awareness of crypto as a whole. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, their whole attempt, he's paid his dues. He tried to develop, you know, Libra and do that that whole thing. He tried to initiate that on his own. He's a true groundbreaker, right? Like he's the one that's willing to put his neck out on the line to the tune of what, $10 billion or something um, to do new things that no one says you're going to be able to do. And he goes, well, let's do it anyway. So you know, history will, will tell us, you know, years from now, whether he was valiant or dumb or both, 
but I, I agree with you. I, I definitely wouldn't count them out. You know, when, when you see market sentiment go heavy one way, I'm always interested in considering, you know, at least putting a little bit of a piece in the, in that game as, as being the opposite. You know, I've, I found going opposite of overall market sentiment is, has proven in, in my life to work pretty well. Yeah. The problem with Facebook is they account for like 5% of the, of the S and P. And so, you know, they just drag the entire it, this these are the the big the big companies always do this whenever they take a hit i also think that um there's going to be public sentiment issues for a while like i don't think they're recovering overnight because first of all people don't like zuckerberg second of all you know they basically ran away from the battle with apple and privacy and ios they didn't even they didn't deal with that they just were like oh well it's going to hurt us and it's not fair and i feel like that was uh that mistake in not figuring out how to deal with the iOS cut, and not only did it result in 200 billion plus loss uh, in market cap, but I think Zuckerberg was saying, or, or the CFO was saying, it's going to result in a 10 billion dollar loss of revenue this year, just in, in a year, which is r- ridiculous. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, uh, yeah, as someone that you know is in the ad manager dashboard daily just as a as a user of their of their platform the last two years have been horrendous like really horrendous you know i mean i'm be singing in the choir and so as a user of it you're like this doesn't work and yet you're kind of you kind of have to keep using it because what are your alternatives you know well obviously alternatives are coming decentralized social is something that is a narrative i'm really interested in too what are you involved in in decentralized uh deso so you say it um so yeah what 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 platforms are there right now that exist that are kind of inventing on that front so deso itself is one that is um pretty intriguing you know and they actually have they're doing it right now like creators are literally monetizing their content every single day and um they just you know they were listed on coinbase i think i don't know a couple months ago whatever it was and and obviously you get a bunch of, you know, sell off from that. But I, I foresee the companies that just keep building no matter what, like they're just kind of whatever on price and just keep focusing on what they're doing, the, the, the true work. I see these companies coming up strong. And from, from the background of that project, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on it. I think that if anything, it's going to lead the way. It's kind of like I get asked all of the time, like, well, what's the big one? What's going to be big in a year from now? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, no one knows. And if someone says they do know that they're, they're BS in you, or they're trying to get you to buy something or pump one of their bags or whatever. But what I do know to be true is just like during the cell phone, you know, era when, when we went evolved from the brick to what we have now, the front runners back then are nowhere to be seen now, you know, like where's Blackberry? No, nowhere. But so whatever's big now may not be the, the thing five years from now, but they're leading the way and it's just a constant evolution. So staying on the front edge of it is, uh, is key for sure. Looking at those, those second, third generations of, of tech, of decentralized social, of, you know, all these different, you know, use cases for NFTs in the metaverse. I think these are the things that I'm most interested in is it's good to break ground, but I'm the ones, the second, third generations of things I think are the ones that are going to last because they're going to learn what works and what doesn't faster. So I have a couple of questions. And just you can tell me as much or as little as you want on these. Um, are you invested in Coinbase? Um, small amounts, nothing significant. Do you think that they're going to maintain their market leadership, or do you think that it's just the first iteration? New exchanges will come out, and 
maybe decentralized exchanges? Like what's your take on that? I think as we get, again, kind of using that same term, I'm probably going to overuse it here, but mass adoption, we're getting closer to the early, we're, we're leaving early adoption and getting into the more mainstream, you know, um, adoption phases. These are the times when whoever makes it the easiest and, you know, decentralized exchanges, and, and there's a bunch of them, you know, and they're great and they all have different features and reasons for why you'd want to use them. But if Coinbase can be like the Facebook of on and off ramps and they make it really, really easy for people, then I think they might be the ones that um, stick around at least for quite a while. I, I think they've got their foot in the game as a, as a first, first mover, you know? Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about Solana. Are you a fan or not a fan? I am a fan in the sense that um, I use it. Like I, I love that, you know, in most times I, I like the transactions. I like what I'm doing with it. I like what they're building. The centralization element of it is interesting. You know, the ability that you literally can just flip the switch here and turn things off <laughs> is a little disconcerting and kind of like almost counterintuitive to what you think we should be doing. That was one of my bigger wins personally. And I got in early on that one. And it, it was it was obviously a fun ride from a valuation standpoint. But I think the the people behind it and the money behind it, I, I think they're going to go pretty far. And then Solana Pay coming out. I, I think they've got enough reserves, enough people in their in their in their world that they're going to be just fine. You know, I think they're going to be a front runner for sure. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on Phantom? So Phantom is one that from a, the deep technicals, I'm still getting myself up to speed on. But again, any kind of layer two that's going to take the good of Ethereum, but then make it better, I'm in. You know, I think the I see a lot of applications jumping on board with that one. So I feel like, you know, Phantom, Solana, I mean, there's so many. I know ZK rollups are going to be a huge narrative this year. You know, zero knowledge proofs just to get ethereum to do what we want it to do without paying these massive gas fees you know which is a huge hindrance you know when we talk about getting more and more people in the market when you have people spending a hundred dollars to buy something that's a hundred dollars you know that, that's an obvious like handicap and these are the types of things that are hold, slowing us down like if we want to see values increase if we want to see more people in the market and and watch our portfolios grow we've got to make it to where it's truly user-friendly and we're still in the very early stages of that you know but that's what I tell people too, is like, hey, look, be the one that's willing to deal with these issues. Be the one that's willing to, you know, deal with the bumps in the road because you'll you'll end up getting rewarded later. Yeah. Do you think that there has to be some level of centralization to make things as user-friendly as what we've come to expect? Isn't there's I feel like there's a lot of power in having you know divisions of labor and a central ethos or a central guiding tenant. To me, there's pros and cons to decentralization. That's why I'm kind of like, I'm a huge fan of it for the unhackability and the, you know, you can't have a bunch of just old men controlling everything. But dude, how do you build something super user-friendly that's completely decentralized? What am I missing? Yeah, I agree. I mean, and and it's going to apply differently in different categories, right? So obviously, you know, you've got um, China and India and all the, you know, I think Japan's already talking about it. You know, all these, you know, central banking coins, I that's going to create uh, some stability, some form of like rules of the land, you know? And I think as we start to see those types of things formalize more and more, whatever they decide there, which we're definitely not going to be able to call the shots on, 
whatever happens there, I think is really going to create a, a shockwave effect through other elements of Web3 and everything else, because it's going to define, well, how are we transacting here? And things are going to have to bend around that. You know, the metaverse and the way that people interact with the metaverse, how we interact with Bitcoin and, you know, all these other elements is going to be more and more defined by, well, what is crypto? And obviously, the central banking system, <laughs> to your point, is going to absolutely define that. And, you know, they're working really hard on that. Yeah, there was an article that came out the other day. I don't know if it was Forbes or the journal, but it was the title was Why is the U.S. taking so long on the digital dollar? And they went through and they kind of explained you know, how governments are beginning to move towards, and I, you would know more about this than I am, but almost competitive coins to Bitcoin. And I think we're, we're going to end up with this weird standoff with like the East and the West. And there's kind of like Bitcoin right now in the West. And then there's like China's doing their, their digital uh, currency. Where do you think the Federal Reserve plays in all this? Like, are they going to try to compete with Bitcoin or do you see them just moving from fiat to a more digital system and that, that is like it plays nicely with bitcoin and some of these other coins what are your thoughts on that so yeah that's a good one i mean i think and this is purely speculation in my opinion obviously right but if i try to like forecast forward and what's already in place and where things could kind of naturally evolve to or where the logical things seem to move my opinion would be that we would see bitcoin truly try to be defined as that digital gold that people keep saying that it is, right? That store of value, that digital gold. So, and gold and our fiat exist right now. You know, they they coexist. And I feel like the central banking system, the Fed, everybody involved with their central coins are going to want to digitize our fiat economy. Bitcoin's going to exist in its own ecosystem. And you've got major institutions diving into that we'll see how all that plays out so i think the two are going to coexist i don't think countries are going to say oh bitcoin's the way that is our currency i did i don't know but i do see longer term implications of having multiple different currencies all these different digital currencies and the complexity that that presents i could even see those getting consolidated into you know maybe some kind of global currency like everybody agrees, okay, this is the thing. I And I don't, I just don't know that that's Bitcoin. You know, people say, oh, this is going to be the coin, uh, the global currency. I don't know about that. But I do think there's going to be something like that. Well, we'll have to have you back on and we'll have to talk about why you hate Bitcoin so much, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I'm a believer and backer of Bitcoin, but I just don't know if it's going to become the go-to coin for everybody. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you're not you're not a Bitcoin maximalist at this point. Is that a great way to say it? Yeah, I guess so. But I'm not a, a naysayer either, right? I, I try to stay neutral on this. I by no means am I you know qualified enough to discuss you know, macroeconomics that are <laughs> with ten year forecasts of Bitcoin. But I do think it will absolutely have a place. But I, I see it more as operating like gold and people staking it and keeping it, not transacting with it. I think, yeah. you know, using it in a, in a DeFi thing or like myself, like put it away, never make transactions with it, but leverage it and, you know, take loans against it, do whatever you want to do, but don't sell it. You know, I, I kind of feel like that's what it's going to be. But as a daily interactive currency, I don't know. Yeah, great. Okay. 
We got three minutes left. We're going to do these all the time and it's going to be so much fun. A quick recap of uh, some of the things that happened this week. Um, Ford is set to spend $20 billion uh, reorganizing to electric vehicles. Um, their CEO is taking on Tesla. It's interesting. Elon and uh, Ford have also had a, they've always had a little bit of this funny rivalry, uh, including lawsuits back in the day for uh, Elon trying to name cars that Ford had uh, patent protection or something on. Uh, so that's happening. In addition, Land Rover got a $670 million loan for their electric vehicle program. It is one of the things like we can't tell people what to invest in ever. Uh, but if you look at the EV movement, it's like lithium and uh, the supply of electricity. Like Tesla is going to be the most valuable company in the world. And if you don't think that that's true, that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but nobody's looking at the mass movement of traditional uh, combustion vehicles into the electric vehicle game. You look at Tesla, they have the supply chain built in with the superchargers. Do you have a Tesla, Mike? No, I don't. My wife is bummed about it. Okay. Well, we're going to fix that. It's okay. You still have plenty of time. Yeah. Kathy Woods also started buying Tesla again this week. Uh, that happened, uh, I think she started buying on the first. And Tesla, I think, is just an awesome opportunity at the moment because, you know, they came down. It's been a bit discounted. When, when a stock drops 20 30%, um, you know, it's usually a pretty good opportunity. One other thing to mention, there are four main stocks that retail investors have been buying this week. He, Tesla is one of them. <laughs> Shocker. Apple, advanced micro devices, and NVIDIA. We're seeing a reallocation of old money into new technology. And I don't know if you saw this either, Mike, but the CEO of Google uh, mentioned that they were going to be exploring a blockchain uh, play. I did. So their cloud team's looking at how they can support you know, really building out their vertical. And um, he acknowledged the power of Web3, the blockchain. So it's like you said at the very beginning, we are literally just getting started People on Twitter think that they're behind because you're on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Exactly. But when you go into the real world, it's like people don't know what Web3 is. They don't know what tokens are. They don't know how the economy is changing. So it's a pretty safe bet to surround yourself by this world and uh, this market, even with your money. Uh, we are out of time. Anything you want to leave the audience with as they go into the weekend to process, think about, or just anything curious to share, or are you good to go? Well, I do have a quote from Charlie Munger that really resonated with me, especially when you go through these the ups and downs. So this is this would only obviously apply to the the people that are deep in it at the moment. But he said, you know, if you're going to go be in this game for the long haul, which is the way to do it, you better be able to handle the fifty percent decline without fussing too much about it. And he says, and so my lesson to all of you is to conduct your life and handle the fifty percent decline with aplomb and grace. Don't try to avoid it; it will come. In fact. If it doesn't come, you're not being aggressive enough. And I thought that nailed it. You know, when like let the dips come and go, but zoom out and look at the bigger picture. And adoption rate, number of wallets on chain metrics are going this way, up, <laughs> up and to the right, regardless of price. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Hundred percent. Agreed, agreed, agreed. We didn't get into uh, some of your favorite uh, coins or opportunities, but we'll do that next time. Thank you for hopping no on and uh, man, have a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk soon. Rock and roll. Sounds good.